Happy Thursday, everybody. My name's Grant Semino. I'm Connor Reynolds. And today is our first episode of a podcast we're starting called What's the Spread? Uh, the way the idea came about, uh, we're both a couple of just young, habitual sports gamblers. And we were sitting around one night drinking some beers. And I was like, man, we should do a podcast, like all this bullshit we talk. So uh, I was like, what do we talk about? Connor's like, uh, I mean, we gamble a lot, so we could talk about that. And lo and behold, we came up with the name for the podcast. And here we are trying it out. All right, so today we're going to go with a few topics. We're going to go college basketball with the Final Four on the horizon. We're going to talk about the Masters, give our predictions. Uh, UFC fight next weekend, Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier, and also get uh, deep dive into the uh, Conor McGregor-Khabib, Nurmagomedov feud, uh, touch a little bit on baseball, and for the play on words of the uh, podcast – I'm going to talk about food a little bit. I'm going to be making some ribs on Saturday for the Final Four, so we'll talk about that. Now, just a little background information on us. Uh, we live in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Connor's from here. I'm a transplant. We both love Maryland. We both love gambling. Anything else we love, Connor? Uh, winning. We like to win. We love winning. So we're trying to do our best to help you all win. We win frequently, so hopefully we can stay hot. All right, so uh, let's, with the, uh, let's kick it off. We're going to start with the Final Four. Um, two games, Michigan State and Texas Tech, with the live line being two and a half in favor of Michigan State. The over-under is at 132 and a half. And then we got Virginia playing Auburn. Uh, live line's Virginia minus five and a half, and the over-under is 130. So, uh, Connor, what do you think? I got some thoughts. I actually uh, – so my bracket is dead. <laughs> my bracket was dead as soon as Auburn beat – uh, UNC, so I've been just waiting for Auburn to get eliminated since then, and I think UVA is going to do it. Do you? I do. Um, you think they're going to cover? I do. I actually think both favorites are going to cover in this round. Um, I think five and a half is not enough. If Auburn isn't hitting from three like they have been, and I don't know how long you can keep up that run of hot shooting. That's I don't true. Think that they can, I don't think that they can hang with Virginia inside. Besides, Virginia holds opponents. I think I saw a fourth lowest three-point percentage in the country. So some, something's got to give there, and I think it's going to be Auburn. Yeah, I mean, if Virginia plays their pace, plays their game, they should win easily. But, I mean, Auburn's one of those Cinderella stories. Their best player goes out. Uh, I mean, is that going to play into it? You just never know. This is the furthest Tony Bennett's been as a coach. Bruce Pearl as well. He went to the Elite Eight, went to Tennessee, and then here they both are in their first Final Four. So, yeah. actually, I'm not going to lie. I have – I think Auburn's going to cover the spread. I'm not 100% sold that they're going to win, but I will throw a little bit of money on the uh, Auburn money line. I think it's going to be a really close game. I think six points is a big uh, deficit for a Final Four game. I, although I do think Michigan State will cover the two and a half and win, and ultimately I do think Michigan State's going to win the national title. So Interesting. All right, so I had originally, when I filled out my bracket, I had Michigan State in the national championship game. Losing, losing North, Carolina. North Carolina? I did too. That's crazy. I also had them playing Texas Tech in the Final Four. See, I had them playing. And beating them, and I'm less sure about it now after watching Texas Tech's defense. I didn't watch them a ton this year. Um, I'm an ACC Big Ten basketball guy for the okay. most part, a little bit of SEC, but um, I didn't see Texas Tech play a lot. I've seen the numbers. Defensive numbers are impressive. I actually had him play in Murray State in the Final Four. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, 
unpopular opinion, <laughs> but I think John Moran is the best player in the country. I know all you Zion lovers are going to hate that, but whatever. Pure player, I think he's the best one. So I thought maybe he could make a Steph Curry type run, get to the Final Four. I thought the did Steph Curry make it to the Final Four? No, he made it to the, <laughs> he made it to the Elite Eight, but he had a terrific uh, tournament sure. his junior year. Sure, and sure. I thought the West region was the weakest region in the tournament. Agreed. Gonzaga made it to the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight. Where'd they go? Elite Eight. Elite Eight. They lost to Texas Tech. So and all the one seeds made it, and only one of them made it out. Yeah, I didn't think that was a. I thought that was the weakest region. So I thought the uh, East region was by far the toughest. You had Duke, Michigan State, LSU, Virginia Tech. So I mean, Maryland was a talented team this year. We should uh, we should preface this with Grant's a huge LSU fan, and there's a lot of bias saying that LSU makes that. Uh, bracket any hey, I just than it was. I just read I just read the top four <laughs> seeds in that bracket in that region. So I you mean, could have stopped after Duke, st- Michigan State. Fair <laughs> statement. Fair statement. But I mean, LSU is a talented team. They, they beat Kentucky. They beat Tennessee this year. Yep. But they also lost to Florida twice. They beat Auburn, who's in the Final Four. Right. So it's fine. You Tough know, to lose your coach going into the tournament. Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely changed some things. The Sweet Sixteen. Uh, Michigan State has a Hall of Fame coach. LSU literally did not have a coach. So, yeah. I mean, that's why they lost by 17. They got outplayed. and So, I mean, we'll see what happens with the future of LSU basketball. It's kind of interesting with the uh, Will Wade and Sean Miller going to court April 22nd. Um, Will Wade and LSU haven't spoken since he got suspended. And today I read something that said Will Wade and LSU were actually coming to – Together to potentially have a meeting, so it's interesting because, in my opinion, I think he's going to have to plead the fifth in court, which will ultimately lead to him losing his job. Right. And LSU's back at square one. I read that the interim Tony Bedford is going to go join Buzz Williams at Texas A&M. So it's kind of a tough situation LSU's in, uh, not being able to fire their coach just yet, and everybody else is hiring. Uh, their new coaches, so LSU's kind of losing out right there. But right. we're not a basketball school anyway, sure, sure. so it doesn't matter. Um, and Got then, any plugs for LSU football while we're uh, while we're on the subject of LSU not being a basketball school? Uh, the spring game's on Saturday, <laughs> so we'll see. You know, we got a senior quarterback, and kind of excited for this season. Uh, Making a run at the title this year? Probably not. All right, maybe uh, ten and two. Maybe we'll okay, see. We've okay. Got a tough schedule. But you uh, got any thought on the totals in these games? Um, I'm not a big total guy. If uh, I had to guess with the Virginia game, I feel like it's going to go under. Uh, okay. Michigan State. So I saw somewhere today Michigan State and Texas Tech are both on runs of like 6-1 and one to the under right now. Okay. Um, and four of the six totals have been below 132.5. So, yeah, um, so I suck at totals. So whatever I tell you, do the opposite. Got it. I just I suck at totals. I actually suck at betting on college basketball. <laughs> I don't really make money on college football, so... We'll see. But my predictions, if you make me say something, I'm going to go Michigan State minus 2.5, Auburn plus 5.5, and, and the under on both games. That's Michigan State, Texas Tech, 132.5, Virginia, Auburn, 130.5. So we'll see. Lock them in. Lock them in. Uh, NIT final. Let's get <laughs> just it. For a second. Go Texas. Texas minus one against Lipscomb. I think it's to 1.5 now. Okay. So I'm, just gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm from Memphis, so Lipscomb's in Nashville. I'm taking Lipscomb plus one. Uh, but I kind of wonder, like, is this the game that's going to, like, propel Shaka Smart if Texas wins? Like The NIT fi- championship? Yeah. Like, what size is the ring for that one? I don't know, <laughs> but it's kind of a stepping stone, sure. like, in the right direction, maybe. Texas has never been a huge basketball school. There's been some good talent come through. DJ Augustine, Kevin Durant, TJ Ford. I mean, but they've never been a basketball school. You're right. But Shaka Smart, I mean, I don't know how much of a consolation winning the NIT is when you've taken VCU to the Final Four. That's true. You're definitely disappointed missing out on Especially the Especially at a Power 5 program. Right. So. Um, I, I don't think that Shaka Smart's, like, 
staying up t- tonight or last night worrying about this one and how it's going to affect his legacy. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, probably not. But you'd rather probably win not. than lose. That's how it always That's goes. That's true. So we'll see. I mean, if Texas wins tomorrow, maybe it could propel them, help them in recruiting. Probably not, but it's an interesting piece. I thought I'd throw that in there. So um, you have in your notes here, uh, bad refs, Tennessee versus Purdue. Let's talk about that because I, yeah, so, I had Purdue in that game, and I thought all the calls looked pretty good. So in my opinion, <laughs> throughout the tournament, uh, by and large, the refereeing has or the officiating has been horrendous. Mm-hmm. And what sticks out in that game, Tennessee and Purdue, was the last shot of the regulation. Sure. When the Purdue shooter, was it Carson Edwards? It was Edwards. Yeah, Carson Edwards. He stuck his leg out, and they called a foul. And in my opinion, if the offense – I mean, I think the rule book even says the offense initiates contact. It shouldn't be a defensive foul. So, I think the rule, the rule does say the offense initiating contact is an offensive foul or a no call. But I think that's not an unnatural shooting motion. And if a shooter shoots like that every time, can you say he went out of his way to initiate contact? It was a bad challenge. He was caught out of position defensively and made contact with him in the air. Um, yeah. If it's not a last-second shot, I don't think it's as controversial, honestly. Oh, 100%. Because I mean, people are saying, shot, oh, you don't make that call at that point in the game. But you make a foul call when there's a foul, uh, regardless of the time in the game. I've yeah. always thought that. I hate guys that just get clobbered at the last second because they know they're not going to give them free throws to win the game. Right. Um, and Tennessee ended up having a chance in overtime, and they kind of played like shit. So. Yeah, Tennessee, I mean, they've... Not showed up in big games all year, so, I mean, who's to say? I mean, if the guy doesn't get touched at all, he might make that shot. Carson Edwards is a tremendous shooter, sure. so you just never know. Yep. But, uh, I mean, there's been other instances I can't think off the top of my head. But. I think Duke in the the UCF oh, yeah. game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and one to foul out, Taco Fall. Um, which ended you could have called a charge on Zion with 20 seconds absolutely. left. Absolutely. Or a no-call, and they don't get a chance for the offensive rebound and putback to go up by yeah, one. Yeah, but R.J. Barrett had a uh, – he reached over the back on that uh, missed free throw by Zion. Yep. That yep. was huge because they put it right back in. Probably never should have been a free throw in that yeah. situation. Yeah, and then if Taco yeah. doesn't foul out, UCF probably wins because he's just going to reach over and get that rebound. Agreed. That yeah, uh, so Douglas ended up getting. I think that's probably, in my mind, the one that sticks out is the most – blatant uh missed call i'm also very biased against duke i should <laughs> should state that grew up a maryland fan um hated duke my whole life still do even though maryland's in the big 10 now but um yeah i can't really empathize on the duke maryland rivalry i mean being from the south it didn't i mean i remember watching some really good games between duke and maryland but previous vasquez now it just seems like him. duke doesn't give a shit about maryland and maryland's like really salty about it but i don't know it would be really it would have been cool to see them play in the tournament maybe they'll play Sometime in the next five years in the tournament, who knows? But uh, also, I want to touch on John Morant's first round game. I mean, he had a triple double. That was like the eighth time in NCAA tournament history. Yeah, it was, was it the first time since Melo? I think Carmelo. Yeah. yeah. Or no, was it Draymond? At Michigan you're right. State? You're right. Draymond yeah. did it in yeah, Draymond did it. seven or eight or something like that. One of those years he was in right. college. So yeah. yeah, I mean that was really impressive. It never happens in the tournament. It rarely happens in college. Yeah. Know? So it's I mean, crazy. I think. I think, I mean, like I he's said, I think he's player. the best player. He's definitely going to go top two. I mean, if you don't draft Zion, if you don't draft Zion and miss out on all that marketing, you're kind of stupid, especially if you're in New York. I mean, there's so many teams that are going to have a stab at the first pick. Um, even Phoenix, I mean, they yeah, already they have Devin, Devin Booker, Booker and John Morant and, in Phoenix. Yeah, and then DeAndre Ayton. And, like, that's a phenomenal, like, core three to build your future with. So, yeah. we'll see. I mean, even Cleveland, I mean, they always fuck up. Well, I mean, you What about your Grizzlies? They're not going to get the first pick. But, I mean, maybe they can get, like, Carson Edwards or... 
Carson Edwards is going to be Bruno Fernando, you just late. never know. Yeah. I don't – I hate for us to get Cam Reddish. I don't think he's going to, like, pan out. He'd be like, be like a role player. I think he'll be uh, – I think his game projects better, honestly, to the – same with R.J. Barrett to the NBA than it does to college, especially being on a college team where nobody else can shoot. Yeah, that's true. I mean, in the first game, he had a triple-double. They won by 20. In the second game, he played just as good, and the rest of the team didn't show up, and they lost. So. Yep. Um, and then speaking of Zion, what is your opinion on him getting a signature shoe before his rookie season starts? I think it's crazy. Do you? I I just, in my mind, like the concept of that 18-year-old kid before he's ever made a dollar has a signature shoe. But if there's anybody that's going to do it, I mean, I he's, don't know. Did LeBron? LeBron, LeBron had his, yeah. He did, okay. he had a, I read an article the other day that it was Nike, Adidas, and Reebok going after him. Um, in the summer of like in between high school and the pros for him, I don't mm-hmm. know if it was before or after the draft, but Reebok threw a they ended up throwing one hundred fifteen million at him for ten years. Uh, Adidas promised one hundred million. It was a uh, I think his name was Sonny Vaccaro. It yeah. was the like Adidas CEO at the time. He he said they were going to offer a hundred million. Good documentary about that guy. And then Just a side note, okay. check it out. And then when LeBron went out to go to the meeting in L.A. with Adidas, um, the execs didn't back up uh, Vaccaro, and they went through him like 60 or 70. So he was immediately turned off. And then Nike couldn't offer him 115, but he still decided to go with Nike because it's kind of like, it's just a brand name. I mean, people want to go with Nike. And I think with the whole Zion blowing out his shoe against UNC, I think that's going to be huge for marketing. Like, I think, I really do think they're going to throw a ton of money at uh, Zion. It's going to be some extra supportive yep. shoe for a big man and I, I said when that sell. happened. I said when that happened yeah. when that shoe blew up on him that that's a perfect opportunity for Nike to make a Zion signature shoe exactly. and get him to sign with them. And I think that's kinda of what's gonna happen. And he kept wearing Nikes after that. I mean he didn't have a choice he was that's Duke's sponsor. True. So you're right. I mean he could I mean he could be a Jordan guy. I mean there's I don't think there's ever been another signature Jordan guy, but Zion's so marketable that Maybe they'll take a chance on him. You just never know. But I don't see him going with Adidas or Reebok or I don't Under Armour. I think if I had to Puma. say he's a Nike guy. He's going to be a Nike guy, I yeah. think so. But mm-hmm. I, I personally think he's going to have a signature shoe before he steps court on the uh, NBA floor. It's just I don't see how anybody misses out on that marketing opportunity. It's true. All right, so we're going to move on to golf now with the Masters next weekend. Uh, Connor, you have any predictions for the Masters? So I was thinking about this a lot today. Um I took a look at some of the odds, and I think Tiger's at like. Well, right now he is the third best. Rory's, Rory's best. And I think Dustin Johnson's second. I Tiger think Rory's at eight to one. Mm-hmm. Dustin's at ten to one. Tiger's twelve to one. I think. Tiger's twelve or fourteen. Um, I don't see a ton of value taking those guys just from a betting perspective. Like twelve to one for Tiger, you sound like oh I'm getting paid out twelve, but um, I'm not sure. I would love for Tiger to win another Same. major. I think he's going to be competitive in a couple majors this year. Not sure if it's going to be the Masters. Um, I do have some guys that jumped out at me uh, value-wise betting. Um, Paul Casey at 28-1. to That's uh, solid. Matt Kuchar at 50-1. to Oh, yeah. And Jason Day at 30-1. to Okay. Um, those, are my, those are my three guys right now. Uh, Paul Casey with the best odds of the three, obviously, has been playing really well this year. Okay. I looked up a couple of uh, events he's played. He's been, in his past seven, he's been in the top three in the four of them. So uh, he's playing good golf. Uh, I think he could, he's been at Augusta before. It's not a not a new a new beast for him, so. Okay. I'm so, also going to bet all of them to be finishing the top ten, top five, stuff like that. That's smart. Yeah. See, I mean, Tiger 12-1, to 1, if you put down 
see, 30 bucks, it gets you about 400 through something. That's not bad. No. I might throw a little bit down on Tiger. I'd love for him to win. I think he's going to tie five. I don't think he's going to win. My actual prediction to win is Brooks Kepka at 14-1. to one. I, I don't like know it. why I think Brooks Kepka's going to win. He won the U.S. Open last year, so I just got a hankering. He's a beast. He is. I'd love for uh, also like a guy like Justin Thomas. He hadn't won the Masters yet. I think he's around 18-20-1, to one, something like that. Speeth's up there, too, Speeth's up there. He's like around 10th or 11th best odds. And it just seems like ever since 2016 when he choked, he has been he's always in contention. Right. But he just can't finish at Augusta. Or in general, I mean, that really like hurt his career, it kind of seems like. He was on his way to being like the biggest name in golf potentially ever, and he just kind of choked the Masters. What do you think about Rory as a favorite? I mean, he's world number one right now. It's kind of hard not to have him the favorite. Winning the Masters would complete his career grand slam yep. so i'd love to see roy when i usually don't pull for uh foreigners but i mean roy's a guy i do like and i'm not a big jason day guy um was it malinari that won the uh u.s open yeah. a couple years ago not a big fan of his okay i'm not a big fan of phil either but wait what do you think coming off the the head-to-head win with tiger <laughs> yeah i mean that was like six months ago but that could do it and did you see what jake owen said about uh that I did I that did. was pretty funny i don't know if y'all saw that but uh jake owen said that he was at jordan sweet's wedding the day after the uh match with tiger and phil back in november last year and he was talking shit to phil he was just drinking some and he goes up to phil and he says hey i want my money back for that shit golf y'all play y'all could only muster up three birdies and 18 and how many holes y'all play because they went to overtime too phil pulls out a wad of cash gives jaco a hundred dollar bill and says i made ninety thousand of these yesterday go fuck yourself <laughs> i had to i had to take a second and do the math on that so nine million dollars that's right ninety thousand yeah. hundred dollars you think he had them all with him probably not that would be very <laughs> stupid but uh I don't think that's going to give Phil any uh, motivation because that was about five months ago. And, I mean, like I said, I don't take anything away from Phil's game. He's a tremendous golfer. He's a good person, too. But I'm Team Tiger, so I just can't be a Phil fan. So I'll probably throw some money on Tiger just so I can yeah, you got to. Him. And, I mean, it's good. I mean, Tiger's impact on the game is him coming back, being competitive, has been amazing for golf. I mean, oh, yeah. he's one of those guys that just moves the needle tremendously. So Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's our take on the golf. We're going to go to uh, UFC next. Next weekend, there's a big fight. Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier for the uh, interim lightweight title with Khabib being suspended. That's in Atlanta. Uh, Max Holloway is a betting favorite. I think he's around minus 230. Connor, what do you think about that one? Uh, I'm going to default on most of the UFC stuff and let you take uh, let you take the analysis part. But uh... Okay, so uh, on that fight, I'm going to go Max Holloway. I think that's a really smart bet, uh, no matter how much you want to put on it. I think he is arguably pound for pound number one right now. Uh, him and Dustin Poirier fought earlier in their careers. I think it was in 2012. was Max's first, excuse me, his third UFC fight, his fourth professional fight. And uh, Dustin got him in a first-round submission. But ever since then, Max lost to Connor in 2013, Connor McGregor. And since then, he's been on a 13-fight win streak. Some of those wins include Jeremy Stevens, Ricardo Lamas, Jose Aldo twice. He just beat Brian Ortega in the wintertime, Anthony Pettis. And like I said, people think Khabib is unbeatable. I think Max Holloway is the only person on the planet that can beat Khabib. And I think if Max wins next Saturday, then he's going to fight Khabib sometime in August probably. 
for the uh, lightweight title and he's going to beat him. I really do think that. What about this whole new development with Khabib? Is there going to be any repercussions that will delay a, a Holloway-Khabib fight? So that's the interesting thing. I don't know if anybody saw yesterday. There's this huge beef on Twitter. Conor McGregor unretired, it seems. He ended a tweet with, see you in the octagon this morning. But um, We all knew that was the yeah, Right. Yeah, I mean, that was a new question. But it all started. Khabib said Conor McGregor's like a wife that says he's leaving and always runs back to the UFC. Khabib, or excuse me, Conor replied with a tweet of a picture of Khabib and his wife, and they are Muslim, so her face was covered. And he said, you're married to a towel, mate. Then Khabib came out and called him a rapist. Then Conor replied and said, I bet there's a goat under that towel. And then ultimately said, he deleted all those tweets and replied about loving everybody. And then he said, see you in the octagon. So it seems... And then Dana White had to call both camps and tell him to cut it out and knock it off. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people say it's a disgusting tweet by Conor McGregor. Uh, I'm not a religious guy. It doesn't bother me. I can see how it bothers a lot of people. So I, I think mean, it's a bad look. It is a really bad look, honestly. I mean, And I love Conor. I always have been a fan. But um, that was... It's hard. It's hard to be on his side for this one and yeah. back him up. When and I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to see Conor Khabib fight again. I don't either. I don't want to see. I really don't want to see Conor fight anybody. Like if your heart's not in it, and I don't think his is 100 percent in the fight game. He's got a lot of other stuff going. Yeah, on. he's got his whiskey. He's got his clothing line. Right. Everybody thought he dropped some wine, but that was an April Fool's joke. Chomp chomp. That was pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, I mean, if your heart's not in it, dude, like you got a nine figure or a ten figure net worth, like. Stay the fuck out the ring, man. Like yeah. you got a hundred million dollars in the bank, like dude, like and continuing to fight's only gonna Yeah, like you're just diminishing your, your legacy. legacy. Yeah. If you lose again, you probably hurt your whiskey sales. Like honestly, like if you're like someone on the cusp, like, oh, yeah, I got this proper twelve, like this is awesome. Conor McGregor's my guy. If he loses again, it's like, eh, do I really want to buy this whiskey? Like, eh. so I mean that could hurt his sales. You just never know. Like yeah. from a marketing standpoint, dude, like You've done great. You're 30 years old. You have no serious injuries. Like Better just be a businessman. Hang it up, man. Yeah. yeah, you're a phenomenal businessman, dude. Like, find some other ventures. Like, Because Khabib's going to maul you if you keep talking shit about his family and his religion. Yeah. And your heart's not in it. Right. So, I just... I don't know how I feel about that one. But, it is what it is. Still All gonna right. drink the whiskey. The, the whiskey's <laughs> great. I've had it. I like it. Mixes well with Coke. Tastes like vanilla Coke, so... Uh, if you hadn't tried it's an proper official 12. plug, we're looking for ad <laughs> sponsorship. Yeah, if you hadn't tried proper twelve, I highly recommend it. There we go. Yeah, so with the we're not paid to say that. Nah, baseball season's on the horizon now. It's actually opening day here in Baltimore for the Orioles. I think the game's almost over. I'm not sure what the score is. Connor's gonna check. Five four. Last I checked, we blew a four one lead. I'm an Orioles fan from Baltimore. That's rough. I mean, it's not really a surprise though with how bad the Orioles roster looks, but. What is a surprise is the fact that they're four and two. They're uh, half a game out of first in a division, and the Red Sox and the Astros are combined four and ten. Throw the Yankees in there for a combined six and fourteen. Yeah, I mean the Mariners are seven and one. The Mariners, are, yeah, the Mariners well, like are the less twins, of a surprise than the Orioles. The Twins have one loss. They like teams that were not anywhere near the playoffs last year. Yep. have one two losses, and the quote unquote blue bloods of baseball are also at the bottom of the division. So it's all, that's uh, interesting. It's a little early to start. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, like raise, sounding the alarms for teams like the Red Sox, the Astros, but uh, yeah, you know those fans are impatient and not happy right now. That's true. The Red yeah. Sox starting pitching looks brutal. Yeah, and but, I mean, 
I think the Astros have dropped both series, so I'm not an Astros fan, but I'm a huge <laughs> Alex Bregman fan, so that's the team I watch the most. So, but yeah, let's talk about some hot starts. I mean, Christian Yelich off to a super hot start. He hit a home run in his first four games. Um, Bryce Harper's doing really well in Philly. Has three home runs so far. Philly looks good in general. I mean. Big comeback win last night. Or they ended up blowing it, didn't they? They lost. They, they lost. lost on a walk-off walk. A big like, comeback, yeah. But before There's... that, they looked phenomenal. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought they would have lost that game. I mean, they had their ace, Aaron Noah, on the mound. And he gave up six runs. Like He got lucky that they came back because he would have had the loss. But right. he just got the uh, no contest. And But the Phillies, I mean, I think they look good. Also, the Braves in that division. You just never know about the, the Braves are exciting. They are. I mean, I watched them play last night on uh, ESPN. And... They looked really good. I don't remember if they won or lost. I didn't watch the whole game. They came back and won. The Cubs bullpen just melted down. Yeah. So, uh, if you just take away what's happened so far this season, so take yourself back to last Wednesday, mm-hmm. what's your um, MVP and Cy Young predictions for both uh, NL and AL? Uh, the AL MVP prediction is the easiest one I do every single year, and it's Mike Trout. Okay. If Mike Trout stays healthy, Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. That's Mike true. Trout will be the MVP. That's true. Uh, it sucks that he's on a West Coast team that really doesn't compete because I think they're wasting his prime. But uh, Also not did, on has, TV a lot for like exactly. East Coast years. No, and I'm not staying up until 1 a.m. to watch the yeah. Angels lose 7-3 <laughs> on three Mike Trout solo home runs. That's true. Um, so it sucks, but he's proven that just being on a not, – I want it's not a small market in L.A., but – not nationally watched. Not the Dodgers. Right. Sure. Um, It hasn't stopped him from winning MVPs before, and if he stays healthy, I don't think it can stop him from winning MVP this year. Mookie Betts you have to talk about after winning it last year, but I think Trout is still the perennial favorite for AL MVP. Um, NL MVP? I haven't thought too much about this. You got any thoughts? Um, Yeah, I think I said Christian Yelich, honestly. I mean, it's hard to go back-to-back, back, but no, I lied. I didn't. I said Arnado. Okay. I like I that pick. I said Arnado before I like the season pick. started. On both sides of the ball. I mean, he's a fantastic defender, great hitter. He's going to put up numbers mm. in Colorado. Yeah. Um, Especially, yeah, with the elevation for sure. He'll hit some uh, really, I mean, extra base hits, home runs. So. The slugging percentage. He just got his yeah. contract, so hopefully he lives up to it. Right. And then uh, for AL, I actually had Bregman. I mean, it's a little biased, but I mean, I just tracked his entire offseason, and uh, he was really in the gym a lot, getting in shape, um, just doing everything to make his game better, um, hitting a lot. He had a little injury, but he's back. Uh, off to a slow start, but we'll see how it pans out. And I think if the Astros finishes the best team in baseball and he has the best season on that team, I mean, it kind of makes him valuable. So we'll see. He definitely has that going for him with being on a – a contender and yeah, you talk best, about players being you baseball. talk about players being marketable. Like holy shit! I right. mean, the uh, the commercial with uh, all the players on the panel, him and Trout in the middle, that kind of tells you like the MLB believes in him being a very marketable player. I mean, sure. he's sitting next to the highest paid player in sports. Right. I mean, those are obviously your two most marketable players. Agreed. So, uh, Cy Young, AL thoughts. AL Cy Young. Uh, I do have thoughts. I kind of like Justin Verlander. Same. I, um, I pick Verlander. So I knew you would like that as a as a Stroh's guy. But I think that he just has, doesn't show any signs of slowing down. Yeah, the guy I has agree. been electric for, I'd have to go back and look at when he started putting up Cy Young-like numbers. But it was over a decade ago. Yeah. And he just keeps on doing it. 
He's kind of like a Tim Duncan in a way, or someone who just like ages well, gets better, reliable. Yeah. Like you know what you're getting from him, regardless. Mm-hmm. And as time goes on, that hasn't changed. It's been he's been a ton of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, he just got sixty six million for two years in the off season. Uh, I think he's well worth it. He's. I think, like I said, my prediction for the uh, World Series is Houston. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to go back to back. They dropped off last year to the Red Sox. Uh, I don't think the Red Sox are going to repeat. So. My prediction is Houston, but I got Verlander winning uh, Cy Young. And then in the NL, I went Actually, with uh, – I might have lied about what the easiest prediction for me was. Uh, DeGrom in the NL. You think so? I, I can't ignore – it's impossible to ignore what he's done to start this year and mm-hmm. go to put myself a week ago. But okay. if anybody thought he was going to come out slumping after the season that he put up last year, uh, they were wrong. Yeah. I went with Aaron Nola. Okay. Um, Philly had a lot of uh, – they acquired a lot of players. They got Bryce Harper, JT Romuto, Gene Segura. I mean, if you got those offensive pieces to back you up, uh, tremendous defensive players as well, uh, it's easy to be a pitcher, a starting pitcher. I mean, Nola, I mean, like, like you said, it's hard to discount what they've done so far. Opening day, he had eight strikeouts uh, through six innings. I mean, the other day he gave up six runs. But, I, I mean, he was he led the league in L in a few pitching stats last year, and he's still young. He's got uh, four years, $45 million, so – I think he's going to build off that, and I think he's going to have a tremendous year. I take Philly to win the NL East, potentially be in the World Series, probably not. And I mean, we'll see soon, though. Yeah, I, I mean, they're definitely on, they're on their way. I think Bryce soon Harper will get a ring. Philly's in Philly. knocking on the door. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So my World Series prediction, I already gave you half of it. I'm going to go rematch of 2017 Astros Dodgers. Uh, LA, they still have a lot of their pieces. They are a little banged up right now, but they off to a hot start as well. And I think that would be a fun one to watch again. I hate like repeat World Series, but it happens. Two good teams, we you know. know it so yep, be fun to see it. What about you? Uh, my World Series prediction. I am putting. Let's think. I'm probably gonna have to say it's gonna be the Yankees. They're due. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the Phillies. Okay. I'm gonna say the Phillies make it. They could. They have a ton of talent. And so. I think the Yankees. Uh, win that series but I would not be surprised if if Philly took it and if Philly's back there again oh, no, next repeat. year yeah we'll see yeah exactly yeah there you go yeah. oh nine ten All years the 10-year anniversary yeah, of World Series that was a good one too it was it was uh, Jeter's last one mm-hmm. so uh yeah so we got going this weekend this weekend uh got some friends coming into town nice. got a little college reunion oh, type cool, stuff man. yeah good we'll time the final four yeah it'll be good yeah Winning a lot of money, hopefully. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to take it easy, watch the Final Four, and uh, I'm actually throwing some ribs on the smoker. Oof. Yeah, so I bought a couple slabs yesterday. Got my uh, dry rub made up. And Big news. It's going to be a good time. Huge so, news. Yeah, I'm excited. So maybe Everybody I'll come through. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> so. All right, guys. Well, uh, the Orioles game is about to be over. We live in downtown Baltimore, and we're going to go out and have some drinks with some uh, – Unruly fans, but they probably lost. So. It's getting out of hand. It's eight four now. That's rough. Yeah, a lot of people Let's go probably drink our uh, sorrows away. A lot of people have probably left the ballpark by now. So we're gonna have some fun. Happy Thursday. Have a responsible weekend. Win big. Um, appreciate y'all listening to our first podcast. We'll be back next week. See y'all. Peace.